0: I can only imagine you and Carla together dieting let me <laughs> and trying give to give you some advice
1: about me and relationships. Just imagine it. I
0: know. Oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. But so funny, Thank though. you for
1: that. <laughs> Ladies and it's gentlemen, so professional <laughs> yeah. mental health therapists. Oh, God, that would be a nightmare.
0: Oh, a nightmare. <laughs> I think
1: our time is up. <laughs> so you just oh let gosh. that marinate for a week, and then we'll resume.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, let's do this episode 107, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime patient. And today we are talking collective trauma, Courtney. This is something that I think we can all associate with over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Doesn't feel like a lot of good things have been happening. But it doesn't just extend to all of society. Sometimes Mm -hmm. there are subsets. And you have an article that you read that has to do about the workplace.
0: Yeah, really interesting about how it can affect Affect the workplace and if you think about it Now that people are getting back into the workplace and in the offices and stuff, people are probably interacting more. Maybe there's more workload because there's less people working. We don't know where they are, the people who are not working. We're not sure about what's going on with that. But still, people are reporting shortages, so there's more pressure. So in other words, when you go through trauma on your own, there's a lot of times that you're more vulnerable for certain mental health issues. And when you have collective trauma, it means everyone's going through certain things, maybe in a different way. but We've been going through the pandemic. We've been going through all of these horrible mass shootings, different things that have been affecting us. And it's kind of like when you described when you get knocked over one time after the other. If you can't get up and get some healing and get some strength, this really does weigh on us. And it makes it even more difficult for us to cope with some of the stressors. So we're going to be talking about how to cope with that, how it manifests in the workplace and maybe in your relationships and just dealing with this collective trauma.
1: Now, on its face, if I hear collective trauma immediately, I think, well, it's probably better to go through something terrible together as opposed to going through something by yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that necessarily the case or no?
0: Right. I think that there's times when it is helpful because at least you can validate each other's feelings. With this, with everything, with the pandemic, we were all confused. What's going on? There's a shutdown, all of this stuff. So we did rely on our supports. And in mental health, we talked a lot about how we needed to not isolate. We needed to talk to each other. We needed to get each other's feelings validated about how difficult it is. These collective traumas, this can be natural disasters. It can be human era disasters. It can be things in history that happened like the Holocaust, like slavery, the mass shootings, 9-11, things like that. A lot of times this can bring us together. But sometimes I think that it can pull us apart. And we've seen this when people deal with certain traumas in different ways, and maybe they're affected in different ways. Maybe sometimes people are more insensitive to how other people are reacting because they're saying, hey, I'm fine. I'm getting through it just fine. How come you're not? And so there's some judgment there. And I think that that can lead to some issues down the road.
1: And for the record, I was not dissuading isolationism at the time. Right, <laughs> but right. I march to the beat of my own drama when it comes to that. to isolate. <laughs> oh, people want to bother me with their problems. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I really do think there is that person out there too, that mm-hmm. person who always says poo-poo to therapy. Mm-hmm. And if you are not picking yourself up by your bootstraps, right. you do start getting judged and you do start getting insulted, which only compounds the problem that you're Mm -hmm, going through.
0: Exactly. I do a lot in the community. I want to say I do community work. What it is, is when I'm out and about, maybe I'm at the gym, maybe I'm at the supermarket, any kind of conversation that I get into with people around mental health, around addiction, I try to spread the word of having compassion for people, of having less judgment. Because, you know, Brian, you hear it from people like, hey, I quit drinking really easily and why can't other people just stop? Or, oh, I felt kind of depressed, so I did certain things and I pulled myself up and I was fine. Well, it's not like that for everyone. And we have to remember that we're made up of different DNA. We have different genes. We have different influences. We have different environments, people that raised us. So there's all these different factors. It is easy to judge, and especially in a workplace, sometimes we say, well, why aren't they pulling their weight over here? And what's the matter with them? Maybe they're going through a hard time because things are compiling link they're just piling up on them. And right now, people feel like they can't breathe. They're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what more now? You know, it's hard to get their bearings. Well, that's
1: a component of depression. You feel so overwhelmed, you just shut down. Mm. You just want to stay in bed all day. And that can be very difficult. And in terms of trying to get through something traumatic together, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I was just reading an article this morning. yeah, And I've seen this before, how they encourage people, if you're going to diet, do it with other people. If you are in a relationship, do it with your significant other. To me, that sounds like an absolute nightmare, and that's because I'm so competitive, and if I see that my wife is doing better than I am, oh, it's no. only going to make matters worse, and then I start getting frustrated, and then I do exactly what you're talking about. Well, I just give up. I mean, yeah. if this is working for her and it's not working for me, screw it. Where's the bait? <laughs> exactly. I can only imagine you <laughs> and Carla
0: together dieting. Let me <laughs> and trying me give to you some advice about
1: In relationships, just imagine it. I
0: know. Oh my gosh, that would be horrible, but so funny. Thank you for that.
1: Ladies and it's gentlemen, so professional <laughs> yeah. mental health therapist. Oh, God, that'd be a nightmare. Oh, a nightmare. I think sure. our time is up. <laughs> so you oh, just let God. that marinate for a week and then we'll <laughs> yeah. resume.
0: Exactly. For some people, like for you, maybe getting together with other people is maybe not the ideal right. you know, in certain situations. <laughs> oh, just it's because, anything but the ideal. <laughs> just because for you, it's very uncomfortable. It actually causes more mm-hmm. issues. But you have to say, Brian, I mean, aren't there times where you do feel like a one-on-one conversation with people that you know well? You're comfortable with
1: that, I'm way better one on one than i am in, in a group. the group setting yeah in the group setting has to be an audience, as I've discussed before. I have to have the microphone, yeah. you have no opportunity to say anything. Right, right. <laughs> but to get together like in a group therapy situation, I don't think I would do that well. Right. I used to always hate, especially when I was in school, which I hated to begin with, mm-hmm. when there would be group projects. Mm. And that was one of the things that I had to say to my stepson as he was getting ready to go to college and he was going to be doing something creative. I said, the hardest thing you are going to run into because you have been doing what you're doing in a bubble up until now Mm -hmm. you have been calling all of the shots When you have to work with other people, that's when things get tough. Because a lot of times, the least talented person is the loudest. They don't like you. They Mm -hmm. resent you. They're going to try to make things more difficult for you. And plus, when you're somebody like me with social anxiety, to open up to complete strangers about anything Mm -hmm. is not something that I'm all that into. But I'm fine one-on-one with a therapist. I'm fine one-on-one with my wife, with one of my best friends. I can talk about anything. But it really depends on the situation. Do I want to walk across the hall here as we sit at the radio station and start talking to everybody in sales about what's going on in my life? No, of course I yeah. don't. As a matter of fact, as you know, I never walk over there when they're there. <laughs> you're Not even to, when things are going well. You're trying to fly out of here under the radar <laughs> so nobody sees when you're going. As I say, if I could go out the window here on the fourth floor, I <laughs> you would. You
0: definitely would, exactly. But knowing what works for you. Mm-hmm. So for you, if you needed to kind of have those check-ins, maybe calling a friend, being like, hey, do you want to hang out? you want to... Come over and help me do laundry on a Friday night. (laughs) Partay. at the Mulhern House. But knowing that you're not going to throw yourself into a group situation. And that's good for people to know. If they do get energy from being with people and they love that dynamic, then yes, look for some groups. Increase some of that socialization because you're going to feel more validated. Just like my other job. Mental health is difficult right now. It's always challenging, but it's difficult right now with less staff. There's just different parameters and different challenges that we have going on. It is so difficult during the pandemic, especially when you are working from home. You can't go into people's rooms like you used to be able Mm -hmm. to like, oh, hey, how's it going? Can I just run this by you real quick? Or what are you doing about this problem? And what's your solution? You feel much more isolated working from home. And now I've been going in there for the last couple of weeks. I've been in there more and more. And I just run into people and be like, oh, hey. And we're just like, boop, 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 ba, ba, I know it's your nightmare. It is. But <laughs> But it really is validating some of the stuff that I've been going through and what other people are going through. And just having that check-in. We don't even have to have a solution. But just to have a check-in, I just ran into another person yesterday who was like, oh, my gosh, I'm struggling with this certain protocol that we're trying to figure out. And it just really helps you to be on the same page and feel that support.
1: I want to make something clear too, as the person who does not appreciate the stop and chats, mm-hmm. things of that the nature. Stop
0: and chats. That's I a curb love your it. enthusiasm,
1: Larry David line. He hates the stop and chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a card carrying member of that club. <laughs> But I do want you to know that when things are going wrong, I don't want to go through it alone. Mm -hmm. I just try to find other ways to get through it. If I can read a book that tells me that I'm not the only one going Mm. through it, or see a documentary about it, or talk to a therapist about it. One of the problems is, when I have problems, I usually dump them all over my wife, Mm -hmm. and what I have to watch is doing that too much, because she's the kind of person who, A, is very sociable, Mm -hmm. B, enjoys positive interactions Mm -hmm. and see really gets weighed down when she's the only one that I'm vomiting everything all over so it's not that I don't need or want the support you should never try to go through anything alone and it does feel better to know that people can understand what you're going through or have been through similar things and have successfully muddled their way through whatever you are going through but to get that up close and personal for me that is outside of my comfort zone Well,
0: find your avenue just Mm -hmm. like you said going to books and things online, TED Talks are awesome because people can get some really great, valuable information and some validation from what you're going through. So there's different ways of looking at it. But also, I want to mention, too, about Carla, your face. Sometimes your face is so funny, Brian. I can tell there's something going on in your head. No, it's funny. I just
1: remembered that I have a shirt. I don't know if it fits anymore. And I should really wear it more in public. It says, stop and chat. And it has the circle with the slash (laughs) through it. But even then, people don't want to believe I love it. Everyone loves talking to this guy. I don't know why. Find that shirt. We're doing a picture next week. I love it. (laughs) Because I'm all about the
0: stop and check. Well, you know, you hear it. You're probably like, oh, better you than me. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to mention, so when you said about Carla... With your wife, she loves to give you support, but sometimes it probably gets to a certain place where she's like, okay, it's affecting her. A lot of people are highly sensitive. We talked about this before. People in general, we have to have our limits with things, but sometimes it can really come in and hurt us emotionally because we start taking on the stuff that Mm -hmm. other people are going through. And if we don't have a way to be able to cope with that, it overloads us. And so that's something too to remember in our personal lives, also in the workplace, that there are people who process differently and to appreciate that before we judge them. And also it reminds me of like what you always say with Carrie Underwood, like you can understand where she's coming from. People might think that she's standoffish, but she's actually painfully shy. And she's talked about this recently.
1: There was somebody I know who said, oh, she's so stuck up until I spent time with Carrie Mm -hmm. one day and I immediately recognized because I see it in myself. Mm -hmm. And people don't expect that from somebody on her level or people who perform, from people who perform, and I get a lot of that too. But I immediately recognized it and then had it confirmed when I read an interview shortly thereafter where she said that, painfully shy, have a real hard time when I'm in smaller groups. I can get up on stage in front of tens of thousands of people and be perfectly fine put me in an intimate setting talking things out with people I don't know all that well she's jumping out of her skin yeah she talked about that recently how her husband has to right, her drag house. her out of the house exactly <laughs>
0: encourage her she said if it wasn't for my husband I'd stay home I'm a homebody I'd stay home 24-7 except for when she does
1: touring I have two parties tomorrow you think I'd be going to either one of those mm-hmm. if my wife wasn't making me go? <laughs> know,
0: exactly. she's like listen I and listen I mean, to your
1: stuff And day. one of those for my dad and my nephew <laughs> it's my blood relatives <laughs>
0: so she She's gonna drag you out there. And sometimes we need that. We need that to get out of our comfort zone to have more experiences and some memories, making memories in life and stuff. But yeah, I think it is important to check in with each other, to check in with yourself and say, okay, how am I doing with things? With all of this, with the pandemic, a lot of people are like, all right, I'm done, move on, let's go. Some other people are still quite traumatized with what happened. So it's having some of that compassion toward people wherever they are.
1: And I think it's important, too, if you can't do the group thing, Mm -hmm. if you're like me, you have to find other ways to spread the misery because you (laughs) don't want to overwhelm one person with all of your problems because you are going to destroy that relationship Mm -hmm. outside of my wife like i said if i need to read a self-help book if i need to go and see my therapist i also have a good friend of mine brendan kirby who works locally and i'm about to hang out with him we call it our media bitch sessions Mm -hmm. he's on tv locally i'm on the radio We're very similar personalities. The same things drive us absolutely crazy. And my wife loves when I schedule a night out with him because she knows I can just blow off some of that steam Mm -hmm. and then come home feeling so much better and feeling more available to her. On the flip side, if I go somewhere that upsets me, I was at one time involved in a very toxic relationship and I would come home and I would just be a different person, as Mm. she said. And I didn't realize how much it was stressing her out. And I didn't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. at the time because it was coming from a painful place. Those are all the things that you have to watch out for and this is where when there is trauma collectively I imagine this is where people can really get tripped up.
0: Yeah, especially if you try to ignore it mm-hmm. and just say okay, you know bury whatever it. and try to bury it and push it aside, it will still come back and it can manifest in different ways. That's why I say having that understanding for people, especially in the workplace when you see that, it, you can see if people are starting to really struggle, take that extra minute to check in on them and see if they're needing anything. The woman in the article was talking about how some people people would judge her and say, oh, well, you don't have any kids. You can work extra. You can pick up some of this slack because you don't have these other responsibilities. And she said, you know what? Don't assume what I do or do not have. Don't assume what my capacity is, what bandwidth I'm playing with right now that I can give to certain things. Really have those conversations. And I think a lot of times we're all guilty of it. I know I've been guilty of it. Like, oh, if I can do this, then why can't you do that? You know what I mean? And I think it happens in our relationships all the time. I just counseled someone the other day about it, where in a relationship we somebody had a comment about why don't you get this done or that done, kind of like in my house where I'm like, when are you going to finish the bathroom (laughs) or whatever? Assuming instead of just having that conversation, hey, what's going on? Sometimes we jump the gun and we get a little judgmental because we want things done on our timetable.
1: And that is the tough thing with people getting back to the office. I remember when you and I were the only two people really Mm -hmm. coming in here at all on the other side, they weren't coming in. I loved it. I just loved not having to do the stop and chat, get asked to do things that. that I didn't want to do all of that say other nonsense. Just no to the stop and chat. <laughs> but talking about those kinds of interactions and, "Oh, you can handle this" and making mm-hmm. assumptions, that's where things can become especially toxic mm-hmm. in the workplace. And to give you a separate example that is similar but different, I remember when I was in college and I was working in a very busy pharmacy and it would be myself, the pharmacist, and another pharmacy technician. And the other pharmacy technician was a smoker and every 20 minutes she would go out for a cigarette break. and get her little break and I'm sitting there working solidly through everything Mm. starting to ask myself should I take up smoking because this isn't fair and I really started to hate her for it because anytime things got uncomfortable I felt like well now she needs the stress relief of the cigarette Mm. leaving me to deal with all the crap and that's where things can get very unhealthy in Mm -hmm. terms of relationships in the office when you're just thinking about yourself when you're making assumptions about other people Mm -hmm. and not having these conversations right
0: and the other thing too was interesting when you were talking about
1: when you talk to one
0: of your friends. To me, it's kind of like a debriefing. So like in mental health, if we go through something, say there's a client who's in crisis, or maybe there's some really heavy stuff that's been brought to us, and we need to have a conversation with someone and get some peer support. We call it the debrief. And sometimes when there's particularly difficult things that we've had to witness, help with, get involved with, and advocate. We will go to each other and debrief, and you do feel that sense of a weight lift off you. There were a few times where I was not able to debrief, and you can tell the difference. You get home, you're still on you, it's very difficult, you have a hard time processing it, you're trying to push it away, but it keeps pulling up. And so much like when you would say you would sit with your friend, get things out, (laughs) you guys would hash things out together, I think that's the beauty of it, getting that support, being able to Debrief and get it out.
1: If my wife came home like that and wanted to debrief, I'd mm-hmm. say, Can you keep it debrief, please? <laughs> oh, no. oh, you Can you put the brief and
0: debrief? Yeah. Like I say, when I see my husband's eyes start glazing, <laughs> or he says, I'm taking off the boots now, that means we're
1: done with the talking. <laughs> if I want to shut my wife up, I'll take my underpants <laughs> off. I'll debrief. <laughs> debrief. Literally, he's gonna debrief. Literally.
0: <laughs> but I think all during this process it's thinking about ways to educate ourselves, get some help around this therapy or maybe self-help. Like you said, you reach out and read books. There's different things that you can do. Always going to nature, that's always a good Mm -hmm. way to get that energy back. But also being more part of your community, if that's your jam, (laughs) that might not be your jam. (laughs) Nope. But for some people... If they're going through something difficult or there's something that they can do to advocate and get involved with their community, they can feel like they're making a difference. That can make a huge difference as well. But trying to boost your resiliency for things, it's a problem of things coming at you one after the other, and you feel like you can't bring your head up, just like you said, the waves crashing on you when Mm -hmm. you were having such a severe depression, one thing after the other. But really connecting with prayer, your spirituality. I have clients who I know when they are not connected connecting with what's important to them. And for some people, prayer, spirituality, very important to them. But I can tell when they are not doing daily connection, because they're not feeling grounded. And so I remind them, hey, these are your values. This is what I do as a therapist. I try to remind people of what's important to them that they need to connect to. But it's so easy in life to get busy with things and put things aside and say, oh, I'll do it another time. No, you need to figure out what you need to do for you first off. And also sticking to a structure can be very helpful because you know what's coming and it makes it more predictable and it makes it calmer for you. So those are some suggestions on boosting your resiliency.
1: You mind if I take a time out for some prayer right here? (laughs) Dear baby Jesus, please don't (laughs) let my wife debrief me later today. Please don't let these parties be endless tomorrow. (laughs) Let there be a heart out. (laughs) Let's keep those debriefed as well. Amen.
0: (laughs) And then if it happens, you'll have a lot of gratitude, right? And that's another good thing to have, Brian, is being grateful for the things that you do have and what is going well. Because like I always say, our brains are focused on solving problems of the things that are happening, but we also need to put a lot of attention on the good things that are going on.
1: I also want to speak to what you said about getting out in the community. And one thing that I have really noticed, and I've become hypersensitive to it with my own dad since he lost my mom and I've seen a lot of articles never mind all of the trauma that's been going on loneliness is at an all-time high and Mm -hmm. I constantly think to myself where would I be Without my wife Especially Mm -hmm. when I think about my dad And especially when I'm going through a hard time That is not something that you should try to muddle through Completely alone ever And if it means going out to volunteer And just Mm -hmm. to interact with other people Just to give yourself that mental health break I talk about my dad Who lives in assisted living And I spend as much time with him as I can Mm -hmm. I talk to him every single night on the phone But during the day He gets so frustrated Just sitting in that room That one bedroom apartment He drives drives to a McDonald's parking lot and just sits there for three hours and listens to talk radio and Mm -hmm. plays wudoku on his phone just because he needs that break. And he's kind of like me. He's not so much a sociable person. He could go down to an activity room, but that's not his jam, much Mm -hmm. like it's not my jam. But I could totally get doing what he's doing just to give yourself that mental health break. He doesn't have the capacity to be physically active. I'm sure he'd prefer to go for a walk in nature, but he can't. So that's the best that he can do. And those are the things that you need to try to do because Don't let that loneliness get a hold on you, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going through something traumatic.
0: Exactly. The isolation... And that's when you know you're feeling all of this, when you have the fear, the anxiety, that isolation, the avoidance. I always encourage people. I have a client just yesterday on telehealth, drove down to right near the water and just sat there Mm -hmm. to do our session. A peaceful spot. A peaceful place so that she could get both. She could do her therapy, but also in a nice spot because we're all always talking about, hey, get to nature. And she's like, oh, I don't have time or I can't get here. I can't get there. But then it was like, hey, why don't we combine it? (laughs) So thinking of ways that you can incorporate some of that to feel Feel a little more positivity to get your energy back. I think people's energy is just running low. And I have to say the other day, I know, again, this is your nightmare. I went in for a meeting. It was a face-to-face meeting and we had food and everything. And you didn't have and, to be there, which makes it even worse. As as I'm like,
1: well, first of all, I wouldn't have even been in this position.
0: <laughs> and I hadn't been to a meeting. In a long while, so I said, "Let me go at my other job." And I have to tell you, I'll be totally honest. One of the girls who was there listens to the podcast, so I don't know if she'll catch this part. But <laughs> my supervisor go do something else said, go sit by yeah. the water. <laughs> my supervisor said, "Okay, so we're gonna have food. We're gonna have a little meeting." She goes, "And then we're gonna play games." Oh, and God. all of a sudden, I went. Oh, I don't want to play games. I was like, (laughs) how about I bounce out of here at 1230? So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to leave because I have a million things to do and blah, blah, blah. Well, 1230 came around and she's like, all right. And this other person came in and she said, now we have the perfect number for our games. And I went, oh, I don't want to disappoint. You know what I mean? I don't want to throw off the numbers. So
1: I'm all about disappointed people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I said, okay, we'll play the games. But it was great to see everyone. And so we started playing the games and then I started getting into it and then we played Giant Jenga and that was so much fun too and I have to tell you my energy was really good. I felt very happy to connect with people and catch up with the people who were there and I laughed in my head the whole time because I'm like Brian would be hating this.
1: I would climb up to the top of Giant Jenga and jump off of it (laughs) It is what I would do.
0: (laughs) But it was so much fun and my point is I feel like I have been not in this job because I can see everyone here but in the other job I feel like I have been people starved I haven't been able to see my community because of so much telehealth. It's great that we can do telehealth. It's great we can work from home. But for me, as someone who enjoys being around people, I have felt that lower energy with certain things. And so I felt that boost from the meeting the other day. Well, I was
1: at an age where I didn't recognize how much people needed that sort of thing because I've always been introverted. And Mm -hmm. to speak back to that job that I used to have at the pharmacy and talking about the loneliness factor, when I would be there and that woman would be out smoking and things are going crazy and the phone is ringing Mm. off the hook and I'd pick it up and it would be obviously an elderly shut in. Yeah. And these people were always so difficult to get off the phone. And I would get so angry because I just did not have the time Mm -hmm. for this. In retrospect, they just wanted somebody to talk to. And at its base, that is so sad. And that is why it is so important Mm -hmm. to give your time to people like that. And not only worry about yourself being isolated this is why I'm calling my dad every night and mm-hmm. I already planned a ball game that we're going to the week that I'm off in a couple of weeks oh good yeah, everyone's going to get a week off from me for the podcast <laughs> good news to your friend who listens
0: <laughs> no she actually made a point of it to say I like that guy who's with you I go Jenga Ryan? boy yeah. <laughs> she does
1: so I have already made a bunch of plans for him I'm giving a talk to some kids at a theater mm-hmm. about performing and the performing arts. And I said, dad, why don't you come with me? Constantly try to find that person who may be going through a hard time. And he had said to me the other day, he went to the cemetery. I said, how did you do to see my mom? And he said, I didn't have a good day. And I said, do you know what triggered that? And he said, I'm just lonely. And that was like Uh, a dagger to my heart. And I've become much more self-aware and mm-hmm. self-conscious about it in terms of I've got to make sure that I find ways to keep him engaged and keep him busy because of course he's lonely. He yeah. was with my mom for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. And even now here coming up on two years without her, he's still struggling. Yeah. And I think that's a great lesson in reprioritizing
0: because as they say, at the end of our life, we're not going to be like, oh, well, I checked off all the to-do mm-hmm. box. I'm so glad for that. It's all about our relationships and who we love and the spending time with and our friends and family. And usually our regrets are around the fact that we neglected that. And I know for me, the other day with the games, I didn't want to play the games because I had a million things I wanted to get done. Well, guess what? Playing the games helped me to actually get some energy back so that I could approach my work in a happier way and also added to my quality of life. And hopefully I added to theirs, asking them how they're doing, how's their family, looking at the bigger picture. Sometimes we have to put a pause on some of that, what goes through our head of, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. It's not a race, but I'm always telling you that. Like, Brian, there's always going to be tomorrow. you got another pile. I know, but i got to keep up with
1: it today, so I'll have two piles tomorrow. Exactly, because the pile just keeps getting bigger and bigger.
0: But sometimes, like you said, you regret that you didn't look at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. when you were working with older people. So it's looking at it like, hey, you know what? To me, it's like tomorrow's another day. I want to have more stuff tomorrow. But looking at and prioritizing, like you said, your relationships, your family, your father, this is the stuff that we do value. We know we do intellectually, but sometimes we're not right on it with our heart because we get so distracted by other well, things. Well, it's
1: so easy to take it for granted. Yeah. As Cinderella once said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. I don't know if you remember Tom Kiefer and that very, very touching lyric. No. Corny. You I, don't remember that
0: song? I do remember that song. All right. Oh, Cinderella. <laughs> the, band, the, the band Cinderella. Yeah, 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 come on.
1: I do remember Come on, that. 80s girl. I
0: thought you were going back. I was like, why is he referencing the? fairy tale
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because my entire life is a fairy tale i'm prince charming and i will not be checking the giant jenga box on my desk
0: i should bring that in here and make us do some team building <laughs> brian will call in sick that
1: day i think that'll be the week that i'll be taking <laughs> yes, off that's exactly well this podcast episode it was a giant something i can tell you that right now <laughs> courtney if people are lonely yes and they want to reach out to you If they have any questions about anything, how can they do that?
0: You can always email me, wellness at wctk.com. We also have resources up on our Wellness 411 page on catcountry.com.
1: There's always the socials as well at Cat Country Mornings on most platforms. We have individual pages. Courtney with the C, Kelly EY, Bedard sometimes, I, Brian with an I, Mulhern, H-E-R-N. The most important thing of all, though, is spreading the word about the podcast. Again, mm-hmm. Courtney, we are having a month here ah. with the downloads. I think we might break the record. Nice. Tell some people to ensure that we will. Let them know. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you can get it on the smart device. And if you can't figure all of that out, there's always the Google. And if you can't figure <laughs> that out, then I can't help you. <laughs> I'm Google. Well, Courtney, we have one more till I get a week off. Mm-hmm. What will it be about? I can't wait to tune in and find <laughs> out myself. I think I found out five minutes before we started this one what we were doing today. <laughs> so why break precedent? Until next time, I'm Brian. Oh, I'm Courtney. Oh, you better <laughs> oh, believe you I are. Am. And this was Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. <laughs>